Chapter fifty four of the Roots of the Mountains by William Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Tidings of Dalak, a folk moat in Silverdale. Three days thereafter came two swift runners from Rosedale with tidings of Dalak. In all wise had he thriven, and had slain many of the runaways, and had come happily to Rosedale therein by the mere shaking of their swords had they all their will for there were but a few of the dusky warriors in the dale since the more part had fared to the slaughter in silverstead now therefore had dalloch been made alderman of rosedale and the burgdalers who had gone with him should abide the coming thither of the rest of the burgdale host and meantime of their coming should uphold the new alderman in rosedale Howbeit Dalach sent word that it was not to be doubted, but that many of the dusky men had escaped to the woods, and should yet be the death of many a mother's son, unless it were well looked to. And now the more part of the Burgdale men and the shepherds began to look toward home, albeit some amongst them had not been ill-pleased to abide there yet a while, for life was exceeding soft to them there, though they helped the poor folk gladly in their husbandry, for especially the women of the dale, of whom many were very goodly, hankered after the fair-faced tall Burgdalers, and were as kind to them as might be. Forsooth, not a few, both carls and queens of the old thrall-folk, prayed them of Burgdale to take them home thither, that they might see new things and forget their old torments once and for all, yea, even in dreams. The Burgdalers would not gainsay them, and there was no one else to hinder, so that there went with the Burgdale men at their departure, hard on five score of the Silverdale folk, who were not of the kindreds. And now was a great folk moat holden in Silverdale, whereto the Burgdale men and the shepherds were bidden, and thereat the war-leader gave out the morrow of the morrow for the day of the departure of the host. There were also the matters of Silverdale duly ordered. The men of the wolf would have had the woodlanders dwell with them, in the fair builded stead, and take to them of the goodly stone houses there what they would. But this they nay said, choosing rather to dwell in scattered houses which they built for themselves at the utmost limit of the tillage. Indeed, the most abode not even there a long while, for they loved the wood and its deeds. So they went forth into the wood, and cleared them space to dwell in, and builded them halls such as they loved and fell to their old woodland crafts of charcoal-burning and hunting, wherein they throve well. And good for Silverdale was their abiding there, since they became a sure defence and stout outpost against all foemen. For the rest, wheresoever they dwelt, they were guest-cherishing and blithe, and they were well beloved by all people, and they wedded with the other houses of the children of the wolf. As to the other matters whereof they took read at this folk-moat, they had mostly to do with the warding of the dale, and the learning of the delivered thralls to handle weapons duly, for men deemed it most like that they would have to meet other men of the kindred of the felons, which indeed fell out as the years wore. Moreover, folk might, by the reed of Stoneface, sent messengers to the plain and the cities unto men whom he knew there, doing them to wit of the tidings of Silverdale, and how that a peaceful and guest-loving people, having good store of wares, now dwelt therein, so that chapmen might have recourse thither. Lastly spake folk might, and said, Guests and brothers in arms, 
we have been looking about our new house, which was our old one, and therein we find great store of wares which we need not, and which we can but use if ye use them. Of your kindness, therefore, we pray ye to take of those things what ye can easily carry, and if ye say the way is long, as indeed it is, since ye are bent on going through the wood to Rosedale, and so on to Burgdale, yet shall we furnish you with beasts to bear your goods, and with such wains as may pass through the woodland ways. Then rose up Fox of Upton, and said, O oh, folk might, and ye men of the wolf, be it known unto you, that if we have done anything for your help in the winning of Silverdale, we have thus done that that we might help ourselves also, so that we might live in peace henceforward, and that we might have your friendship and fellowship therewithal, so that here in Silverdale might wax a mighty folk who, joined unto us, should be strong enough to face the whole world. Such are the reeds of wise men when they go a-warring. But we have no will to go back home again, made rich with your wealth. This hath been far from our thought in this matter. And there went up a murmur from all the Burgdalers, yea, saying his word. But Folkmite took up the word again and spake, Men of Burgdale and the sheep-cuts, what ye say is both manly and friendly. Yet since we look to see a road made plain through the woodland betwixt Burgdale and Silverdale, and that often ye shall face us in the feast-hall, and while stand beside us in the fray, we must needs pray you not to shame us by departing empty-handed, for how then may we look upon your faces again? Stoneface, my friend, thou art old and wise, therefore I bid thee to help us herein, and speak for us to thy kindred, that they nay say us not in this matter. Then stood up Stoneface and said, Forsooth, friends, Fortmight is in the right herein, for he may look for anger from the whites that come and go betwixt his kindred and the gods, if they see us faring back giftless through the woods. Moreover, now that ye have seen Silverdale, ye may wot how rich a land it is of all good things, and able to bring forth enough and to spare. And now meseemeth the gods love this folk that shall dwell here, and they shall become a mighty folk, and a part of our very selves. Therefore let us take the gifts of our friends, and thank them blithely. For surely, as saith folk might, henceforth the wood shall become a road betwixt us, and the thicket a halting-place for friends bearing good will in their hands. When he had spoken, men yea said his words, and forbore the gifts no longer, and the folk-mote sundered in all loving-kindness. End of chapter 54